Hello and welcome back to Overheard at the Clubhouse, our new podcast series at Gentleman's Journal, where we talk to the writers, photographers and contributors we work with to get the stories behind the stories in the magazine and beyond. And today we're joined by Isaac Marley Morgan, the brilliant photographer who just shot our newly released February cover with the one and only Francis Bourgeois. You'll probably know Francis as That Train Guy, the TikToker and social media star whose joyous love of the railway has minted him as something of an overnight national treasure. Here, Isaac tells us just what it was like to shoot him. Enjoy! Isaac Marley Morgan, the man with the best name in photography. Thanks for joining us here on on what, what we're calling Overheard at the Clubhouse all about the stories behind the stories in Gentleman's Journal magazine. And this story, I mean, it doesn't get bigger than this. Forget Leonardo DiCaprio. Forget Barack Obama. Forget the Pope. We've got Francis Bourgeois (laughs) on the cover of Gentleman's Journal. And you are the man who got to shoot him. I did. What was that like? And, 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 well, let's go back. How did you first become aware of the Francis Bourgeois phenomenon? Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say overheard at the clubhouse. I love the sound of that. Um, rather than me sitting on my bedroom floor with my dog. <laughs> um, you can't tell people that. <laughs> you're breaking the illusion. I know I am breaking the illusion. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, Francis, what a guy. What a guy. I've been aware of Francis for quite a while. I mean, I don't like to say that I got in early um, with discovering him, but I think I might actually have done. I don't know how it happened, but I think I showed him to quite a few people. And he was still like this sort of, I mean, no one was really sure what, you know, it, all, it was all, you know, a new thing. This sort of like this guy doing his train spotting with his little head camera and being hilarious and, and quite endearing and cute. Um, and then there was just sort of this meteoric rise to fame and he was suddenly everywhere. And I, I don't know. It was quite bizarre, really. Yeah, he's one of a kind. I think that the Gucci North Face thing was the bit that made everyone kind of sit up and and pay attention and i wonder if it's just because people are sick and tired of polished perfect white teeth influencers and he seems like something from a completely different world without a cynical bone in his body what was he like i suppose while i was there but what was he like for you as a photographer to shoot what was that encounter like do you know what like the thing with the thing with shooting talent is like as opposed to shooting a, a model i guess you kind of always want the talent to be sort of portraying themselves like you you know you, you're not models are obviously they often have like you know you're kind of like you're telling them to play a certain way you know you're like this is a vibe to the shoot you know we want you to we want you to be like this we want you to be moody we want you to be happy we need a smile like stuff like that but i think with him the whole sort of atmosphere of the shoot you know was guided by just like his own vibe and you know what he was so good to shoot he was fantastic i mean you know, like he just, um, he kind of performed like as, as he sort of does on his videos. And that made it really, really easy. I mean, he had such good energy. Um, he was an absolute dream, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to be kind of unselfconscious, but without being at all um, showy or arrogant. He just seemed very happy to be himself and jump around and, and have fun. That is kind of like wonderfully childlike in a nice way yeah to kind of yeah to be like that i totally agree it's it's like dancing like no one's watching you 
as, <laughs> as yeah. incredible cliche is. I mean, that's exactly what it was like, to be honest. Like, yeah. Just totally, totally chill and like prancing around the streets of Chelsea, which I really admire. I don't think I could do that. It took me many years to get to get used to like doing photo shoots out, outside like in the public I think I was quite mm. self-conscious of that to start with and he's obviously just like straight in doesn't care like it was great it, we based ourselves up in the surprise pub in Chelsea which was very kind of them great pub obviously it was. great food great pints Francis actually had a Shiraz he did have a Shiraz didn't he yeah he knew what he wanted he, I said do you want a glass of wine he said yeah Shiraz Fortunately, that was also the house wine, so the budgets weren't exploded by his demands. His rider was pretty reasonable. <laughs> After he asked for that, he was like, Shiraz is a wine, right? Or well, I think he said, like, Shiraz is a red wine, isn't it? Because I think I sort of laughed at it. I was laughing at the fact that he asked for a specific wine. I think he was kind of, again, like, playing this role, like, yeah, Shiraz, yeah, and he's nice, like, Bode top. <laughs> but it was a rainy, quite miserable day. Does that lend something to a shoot like this does it take something away as a photographer surely you're after that beautiful golden hazy californian <laughs> light aren't you yeah yeah i am <laughs> um yeah no like any bit of sun is always nice especially you know especially in the winter when it's all quite low it's all really nice but i don't know i think as long as it's not torrential rain um and you can actually get out in it and you know do do something it's fine and also sometimes as a group when you're like you've got to grin and bear it together it kind of can add something to it where you're like oh this is gross but you know we're doing it anyway look at us <laughs> it's just one of those ones where you've got a guy and you've got a space like you know we had some roads around the pub we couldn't even go too far because it was raining so you just kind of have to work with what you've got and i quite like those ones the best I, I think if you'd have come to me with a really specific art direction of like you know oh well you want a shot like this a shot like this a shot like this like those are the ones where like I find harder because you're trying to design a shot in a space which might not be right with a you know with styling that might not be right but you know with the way that we shot it it was just you know it, it was just fluid and it was those kind of shoots where you know I'm just allowed to sort of just do whatever given a certain amount of parameters that's always when I make the the nicest work so yeah I was gonna say that makes my lack of artistic vision look like genius forethought which it definitely isn't, but I'll take it. <laughs> There's got to be a fear before any shoot, a little bit of nervousness, because everything's different every time and things could go wrong. And there is a chance you could come away with nothing that's usable or, you know, the talent or the star was just in a terrible mood or the looks were wrong or the weather was terrible. Is there always a kind of, I don't know, pre-staged nerves before everything you do? Yes. I was really okay. drunk when I turned. No, not really. Um, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, there is. Um, there still is. I mean, I've been doing this. I've been doing this a reasonably long time now, and I, yeah, I still get nervous before shooting. I, I think on the way to that one, I mean, I didn't know what I was going to come away with it with, because I just had no idea what he was going to be like. You know, the talent is obviously you know a big a big part of you know the variables. Like you said, the weather is another one, and you know we were unlucky with that, but. Yeah, I still I still totally get nervous, and I think sh shooting on shooting on film is again, in a way, it makes me less nervous because nobody can see what I'm doing, which I really like, and then everyone has this sort of detachment from the shoot to seeing the images, which I really mm -hmm. like as well. Um, 
because you you know we I, it's often i come away from a quite hectic shoot like that you know we were in and out it was quick we only had a couple of hours i mean even that like you know you're going at 150 percent 150 percent you're going you're you know um you're doing a lot and then at the end of it i sometimes sit on sit like on the train home and i'm like i can't even remember what i did <laughs> uh, i can yeah. i can remember some snips of it snippets of it but yeah i get nervous <laughs> <laughs> well that's it's encouraging to hear but the, the results of course were um beautiful let's get a bit technical you shoot as you say on film and you were shooting medium format which often i mean the film advocates say, say it has something else but i've never actually heard anyone technically tell me why medium format gives a different look and feel to a shot than 35 millimeter or even you know digital uh do you know what mate i don't know <laughs> i just i mean in terms of, i used to shoot a lot of 35 millimeter but you know that that resolution isn't you know isn't as good as medium format so now i don't know just medium format is just what i've used for the last couple of years and that's just what i kind of enjoy shooting um the, it's definitely you know it's to do with the film type as well you get a lot of uh, depth of color in the film i use um in terms of in terms of digital, I guess if I'm comparing medium format to shooting digital, I think you know a lot of the t a lot of the times when you know you're looking at like a digital raw file as compared to like a you know a medium format scan, it, you know part of the kind of grading process is sort of almost done for you by the film. Um, mm. So I think you know that that is kind of already got sort of a look on it. I've shot some crap stuff for medium format as well, mate. <laughs> you know, it's not always shooting on like medium format doesn't always mean it's a prerequisite for it being good. Because um, I've shot some rubbish stuff for it, but um, this just happened to look good. <laughs> yeah, it looks incredible. No, it didn't happen to look good. I made it look good, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Is there a fear that? You can come away with film and horror of horrors. Everything's corrupted. Everything's lost. What what happens in that scenario? I mean, is it it's unthinkable? Yeah, you just never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never no. It, it, there is there is always a concern that that's uh, that's happened, but it's never happened. I mean, like they come. I've used, you know, I've got the same sort of like set of cameras I've used for like you know. I've, five, six years. I mean, not just the same specific camera, but the same camera, like, so I can always sort of tell if something's playing up with it. And they're like, you know, they're mechanical things. Like you can, you can feel if something's not quite right or something feels a bit weird. And, you know, I've generally always got a spare on me. So I've never had any camera um, mishaps that are too serious. Apart from once I dropped one of my cameras while I was on holiday no. and um, I shot about 25 rolls on holiday and they were all out of focus because it, uh, it it did something to the um, the, the focus bit. Yeah, yeah. It was a rangefinder and I think it threw the rangefinder out of sync. But they're holiday pictures, so it's okay. If I was doing a job, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have risked. I wouldn't have risked doing the whole job with a camera I just dropped. <laughs> So the photos came out wonderfully. What 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 was your sense when you first looked at the developments, um, the way they looked? Oh, good. I haven't fucked it up. 
<laughs> no, uh, I was I was super super happy with them. Um, it, it looked you know it looked great. I mean you know we had a cloudy day, but the, you know the clouds still add something to it. You know the, the images are super. They have that kind of like real soft quality to them, which I really like. And you know his his energy and how good he looked and everything, how great the styling was. Like Carlotta did a fantastic job with that. It you know it kind of was it was elevated, but also it still looked like something he would wear. Yeah, it, it just all, all I had to do really was frame it right, get it in focus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he and a, you know a little bit of direction, go and stand here. But he brought so much to it. Um, I mean, like full credit to him to be honest. Like yeah, he nailed it. Well, we look forward to getting this this cover out into the world. Hopefully, this is going viral. I don't know. I don't know what I makes know. things go viral, but everything wait. he touches seems to turn to gold. So hopefully we can get a little bit of secondhand gold. It's either going to go viral or they're going to be like, what did you do to him? Why, you know, where's his train heart? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a reaction. Any reaction's good these days. Well, thank you so much for shooting, Isaac. Yeah, Thanks for absolutely. chatting with us about it. It's been um, a pleasure. And, we'll, you know, you it's haven't fucked up. So you can, you can come back next time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I would love to come back next time. <laughs> Well, if you enjoyed that episode of the Gentleman's Journal podcast, you'll almost certainly love the Gentleman's Journal magazine, the world's finest dispatch from the front line of luxury, entrepreneurship and style. In fact, lucky podcast listeners like you now get 20% off our annual subscription. Just enter the code POD20 at thegentlemansjournal.com to find out more.